Welcome to The Hort Report, a podcast by the GIE Media Horticulture Group. I'm Karen Varga, editor of Greenhouse Management and Produce Grower Magazines. In today's episode, we're taking a look at a new Controlled Environment Agriculture Food Safety Coalition, which is purported to be the first of its kind. The coalition's inaugural meeting will be held at United Fresh in Chicago this June, but we've got a little bit of a sneak peek for you today. We've got with us Paul Lightfoot, who is the CEO of Bright Farms, and David Rosenberg, the CEO of Aero Farms. Today, they're going to give us more information about the coalition, its goals, and also give us some information for produce growers who might be interested in joining the coalition. Paul and David, welcome to the show. Paul, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your company does? Yeah, it would be my pleasure. Um, so I'm a, a third company uh, serial entrepreneur. I've been uh, running growth investor-backed businesses uh, since I was 28 in 1998. And I spent most of my career running a company that automated the supply chains of retailers and suppliers of merchandise to retailers. So I sort of bring a depth of, uh, of supply chain uh, experiences to what I'm doing now, which is still improving supply chains of retailers. But in this case, it's food retailers, Bright Farms, um, grows local produce at a commercial scale in greenhouses that are sized for a particular market in partnership with, um, with some of the nation's best food retailers. And we're focused on what is the number one category in produce departments, which is the packaged salad industry. Okay, thanks, Paul. And uh, what about you, David? Yeah, Karen, great to be with you and Paul today. And I'm also... Uh, Serial Entrepreneur 2, this is my second company, founding and leading. Uh, unlike Paul, my dots are a little harder to connect, where my last company was Nanotech, which uh, less relevant on the nano side, but the, the commonalities are certainly around building companies that are trying to change the world, bringing teams together, and trying to do good while building a business at the same time. At Aero Farms, we're a vertically farming company. Vertical farming refers to layer upon layer of plant growth. We grow plants without sun, without soil, in a warehouse as opposed to a greenhouse. We use LEDs as the source of uh, to spark photosynthesis, light-emitting diodes. Uh, without soil, we use a cloth growth media and it allows us to grow a lot of plants in a small place. Great. And now before we get started talking about the Food Safety Coalition, I think first we need to kind of take a look at what exactly is Controlled Environment Agriculture, or CEA. Uh, Paul, would you mind addressing that? Yeah, so I think different people could have their own definitions, but the, the, the common thread through people defining CEA would be growing crops in an enclosed growing structure, like a greenhouse or a building, in a way that is uh, is controlled by technology, usually with computer controls, where you've got plants both protected from the elements and an environment that's creating optimal, optimal growing conditions for plants. Okay, so we've got kind of the definition of CEA. Now, why combine that with food safety and develop this coalition? Um, David, would you want to give that a go? Sure. And I think in both our minds, I mean, it's about the customer and the plants. So food safety is an issue whether it's grown in the field, grown in a greenhouse, grown in a warehouse. 
and right now there are in in controlled agriculture it's more new space in the sense that there are more people doing it and there are a lot of people excited by the opportunities of local food production and in our experience there's there are people that aren't putting as much thoughtfulness into the process as maybe they should. So we want to create a space for people to come together in this growing trend, this growing industry, to talk about what their concerns are, talk about what the opportunities are. Ultimately, how do we produce a better product for the customer? How do we reduce risk and possibly create standards in in which are ever increasing and and people are always businesses are always improving. Now we've seen different food safety groups and um, different movements that have happened in more of the agriculture or, or open field uh, environment. What makes something like this uh, a food safety coalition just for CEA operations um, so compelling? Yeah. So the growing methods in in controlled environment food production are different than the, the field and long distance and complex supply chain you know that, that, that we're competing with. And um, the good news is that the controlled environment is structurally a safer way of growing. You know, there are, when you look at the packaged salad food recalls over the last 10 years, and there have been a lot of food recalls, it's, it's considered by retailers to be a high-risk category, almost all, and you could probably say virtually all, were caused by factors that do not or should not exist in controlled environments, such as birds flying overhead or unsanitary field worker conditions or animals running through fields or water acting as a vector between you know, cattle farming operations and, and plant farming operations. So it is structurally safer, meaning that many of the, of the techniques and learnings and, and, uh, and guidelines that the field the field agriculture industry uses simply wouldn't be applicable to the controlled environment industry. So this gives the controlled environment industry a chance to go further with their own learnings and, and, and sharing learnings to try to eliminate risk wherever we can and, and make the whole industry safer. One thing that we do have, is, as David pointed out, is a number of relatively young company entrants into the space and we've determined, as, as companies that have been producing commercially for some time now, that it behooves all of us to make sure that those younger companies um, get up to speed very, very quickly on food safety to re- reduce the risk overall to the industry. Because a, a food safety blunder that results in an illness um, from any company in an industry is, is bad for the whole industry and, of course, is a, you know, is a tragedy for, for consumers. For sure. Karen, if I could build off what Paul was saying, so there is significantly risk, significant risk reduction in controlled agriculture, and with that there's an opportunity to give the customer a better product in the sense of like a reduced risk, but also a product in some cases that doesn't need to be washed. So often the washing comes from taking off pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, even organic products, what people often fail to realize is there are organic certified pesticides, herbicides, fungicides that, that one may not want to eat or doesn't taste good, so there's often washing. So here, if you have an unwashed product, 
there's there's a way to grow product to continue to reduce risk, whether it's controlled environment agriculture or, or in the field. And we're increasing the quality of the product because washing, in fact, leads to most of where a micro-contamination becomes a macro-contamination. So it's actually a, a risk in that process of normal agriculture or in the field agriculture. And it also damages the leaves, and you're, you also then have to dry it, and you could package it in moisture. So by eliminating that process, which is easier to do in controlled agriculture, then you're offering the customer arguably a superior product. But again, there are different processes, and there are other considerations that, as an industry, we have to be smart about. And what we have to do is create, as two leaders in the space, create a forum, a space for people to bring these topics up and discuss discuss them uh, quite possibly, hopefully collaborate in ways and improve standards and performance. That's You're absolutely right, David. It's, it's certainly a different ballgame when you're growing in a greenhouse or a warehouse or other vertical farm situation than it is if you're out in the field. So I know the two of you have a lot of experience uh, to bring to the table in being founding members of the of the CEA Food Safety Coalition. And Paul, I wanted to ask you about Bright Farms' experience with recalls and what the company has learned over the years. Yeah, sure, my pleasure. And um, you know, one of our philosophies is to be completely transparent. So it's um, you know, it's my pleasure to discuss these things. You know, we've gotten to a, a pretty meaningful commercial scale. We're in about 600 stores, uh, mainly with large retailers like like Kroger and Allhold and, and Albertsons and Walmart. Um, we're in about you know half a million households now are buying our products, and we've had uh, two recalls. And and I I, sh- I should start by saying that in neither of those cases was anyone made ill. Uh, and in either of those cases was the um, was the thing we determined to be recall worthy detected by retailers or consumers or, or, or government. In both cases, we had a situation caused by third parties. In, in one, it was uh, in our Virginia farm. It was a contractor that did some unauthorized work that we thought compromised a portion of our crop. And in the second one, it was in our, our Chicago, Illinois farm. The municipal water source actually had some contamination in it. And in both cases, our voluntary um, testing protocols were successful and, and identified the problems before there was any risk of problems to uh, the consumers that were buying our products at our retailers. In both cases, we voluntarily kicked off our recalls and, and ended our recalls. And, and in both cases, you know, we learned that uh, our, our processes for doing a recall were, were excellent and our reactions were excellent and our, our retailers we're super pleased and, in fact, I think gained some confidence in us. But we also recognize that when you scale up volume in an agriculture company, things are going to happen that you don't control and that you don't expect in some cases. And you have to have the SOPs and the cultural factors in place to be ready for these unexpected sources of problems so that you can reduce the likelihood that they're going to happen in the future. And it was recognizing that you know it, it was sort of black swan things and uncontrollable things happening that uh, made us realize that we should start start sharing what we've learned with the rest of the industry to reduce the chances that, that God forbid, someone would be made ill in the future by someone in the industry. That's smart. I was going to say, I mean, to build off that, well, like, 
Aero Farms has not had a recall, a lot of what Paul said resonates. It's like one is making sure one builds the SOPs in which the response time can be fast. And these are like crucially important, especially when one works with big retailers. Uh, I would say of our, like at Aero Farms, of our about 250 SOPs, half are related to food safety. So what do you do whether there's a recall, so mock recall, or just how do you reduce risk from a sanitation standpoint or um, just making sure design is, like, just SOPs and design goes through the right stage gates. The, the other point is back to controlled agriculture could have differences. Some are challenging, some are easier. So an example, uh, Paul talked about municipal water. So here, municipal water could have challenges whether it's in a rural environment or in an urban environment. One of our farms, all of a sudden we saw a spike in chlorides at the, at the, from the municipal water during a de-icing moment in winter. And all of a sudden we had, through our, like an RO system, a reverse osmosis system, had to like, make sure that was level-setting the water. Um, now that, that, again, could be a problem in a, in a rural or in a city, but here's one that is obvious, like, would happen more often in a city, which has to do with, like, air pollution. So here, protocols for understanding what's going on outside, putting the right filtration, whether it's HEPA filtration or something else, to minimize the effect of the plant. So there, this is a lot of new landscape that needs to be figured out. We need, there are certainly, speaking to the coalition, opportunities for collaboration and understanding what are the sensitivities, what are the opportunities to deliver a better quality product for the customer? And uh, who's in the coalition at this point? So I know that uh, Paul and David, uh, Bright Farms and Aero Farms are both founding members, but who else is in it? Yeah, so initially it's, um, it's Aero Farms and Bright Farms and the United Fresh Produce Association and the Produce Marketing Association and Little Leaf Farms. It's, that's sort of the five, uh, you know, founding members of the coalition. But, but certainly we're not intending it for it to remain the five of us. We're inviting other producers to join as well. And we're using the event that we're hosting in late June in Chicago uh, to bring other players together um, uh, to join the coalition as well. And if... Um if a grower would like more information about the Food Safety Coalition, um, where can they find it? Yeah, I think the easiest way is uh, we've set up a, an email address, which is ceafoodsafety at gmail.com. Great. Thanks, Paul. Um, well, thank you to both you, Paul, and David for being with us today on the Hort Report and for giving us uh, some clarity on what this new Controlled Environment Agriculture Food Safety Coalition is. You're very welcome. All right, thank you. Thanks so much.